Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about a variety of topics. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. Let's talk about the latest round of quarantine music that we've got, which has been like four months at this point, I think, since like early July or mid-July that we did the last episode. That makes a volume three for us. So yeah, let's get it cracking. All right, so for this episode, we're going to start off with a category we haven't really broken out as a separate one before, even though some kind of like fall as a mix, but dance. I mean, something we love to do. <laughs> Just dance, you know, one, two step. But yeah, it's something that I guess we don't really touch on like every episode, but. Yeah, I mean, first off, one that I think most people in our age group know, at least like the hits of theirs, which is Disclosure with their album Energy who is from the UK, from London, and I wouldn't say they peaked already, but they, like, had their moment around, I don't know, middle of the decade, and then it's not like they fell off, but not quite at that massive popularity, but I'm still always interested in whatever they drop to at least give it a chance. Yeah, they're pretty dope. I mean, they're still, like, in the top five of, like, the dance... Yeah. electronic type sound uh whenever they take something out every time they come out with anything it's like you got to give it a try they've earned that respect their sound is pretty dope especially if you like dance and all that um but i don't know how do you feel about this one this one's a little weird just in the presentation i guess alone because on apple and from whatever else i could find it's listed as only a deluxe album so it's like a double album but Basically, that factors in because I only ever heard the deluxe or was going through that. And that's a lot of music. Like, I think we talked about with Uzi earlier this year also. That aside, from the, like, narrowed down ones that I like, which I put into, like, a separate playlist for me just to organize it, I think there's, like, good stuff in there. There's some tracks I really like, like, Who Knew. Overall, I'm still happy with what we got. Just wish it would have been presented more simply yeah uh i can agree with pretty much everything you said it's a lot of music again it's the scorsese effect you know (laughs) keep it short and sweet but it's something that i kind of do with their albums too where i just like fan through and pick favorites and what's gonna stick out you mentioned who knew yeah that's a pretty good one i think i like my high and i mean (laughs) of course i'm on like birthday we got (laughs) sit on that thing and And kalani Kalani. i mean (laughs) Come on, you know I'm going to listen. If there's some soul and a beautiful voice and dance, I mean, let's not forget the dance. That's all we do on this podcast. <laughs> We're actually standing right now and vibing out, two-stepping. <laughs> if I could get three songs out of a Disclosure album that I could, like, throw on a playlist or just listen to every now and then, I think it's, like, a good thing for them. Like, I don't expect anything more. Give it a light pro. Yeah, I'm not going to hate on it. Yeah, I'd probably go light pro. It would have been maybe solid if it was better organized, but yeah. So next up on dance, we have Jesse Lanza with the album All The Time. Yeah, so completely new to me. However, from first track, I was like, whoa. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) This hits different. (laughs) But again, I don't know. It's like more of a chill dancey. Yeah. A lot of us. It's more of a vibe, you know what (laughs) I mean? I liked it. I I could pro this one, especially since I didn't expect much from it. Yeah, I actually got put onto this by friend of the pod solomon who we've mentioned before the guy you could trust that dude with music (laughs) for sure happy with it also no expectations either 
one of its biggest strengths is that it's just super consistent front to back. So you could just pop it on and there's no skips or anything. I would give it like a light to solid pro for sure. I can agree with that. But that was it for dance. We keep it short. These were also kind of longish albums. We dance a lot. Like, it's plenty of time. So, yeah. Let's move on to something slower. Something you listen to after dancing a lot. When you're winding down. Or a slow dance. Just to bring down the pace, the heart rate. We go to R&B. Yeah, so this first one just came out this week on Friday slash Thursday night. We're recording Sunday night after. So, it's still very fresh. But... That first one is Omar Apollo with the project, quote-unquote, Apollo Neo. I mean, just in terms of technical stuff off the bat, they're calling it a debut project. Pretty sure that has to do with the fact that this is his first project on a major label. So it's different than anything he's released before. It's longer in terms of length. He's just put out EPs before that. So this is still relatively short. It's like 26 minutes, but... Yeah, we've talked about him before on the show, both fans. What'd you think of it? I think it's one of the coldest covers out of the batch right here. Yeah. Uh, I really like it. The project itself, still haven't, you know, give me some time. It is somewhat fresh. Not off to a good start, though. Really? Yeah. Damn. Uh, Well, let me rephrase that, I guess, because the start of the album, I think, is really good. I like the intro song i'm amazing goes into kamikaze which i think is like the single i mean it came out a little before that like a little before the album stay back came out way before that oh that's true that's true goes into want you around then to stay back i think after stay back i stayed back (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know the sound started to change there's the track with cali just kind of short it's whatever it doesn't sound bad then it goes into Spanish. We hear a little bit of his heritage. Heavy Mexican <laughs> instrumentals, which I don't hate, but I wasn't ready. And from there on, I don't know if it was like the Spanish or the the Spanish track that kind of just like changed the tone or the mood. But after that, it was like, whoa, yeah. it's a little different. And I, it is a different sound. Like it kind of changes. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. Uh I don't want to con it. I'm, I'm like somewhere neutral right now. Maybe like a very light pro because I'll still be bumping like two or three of these tracks. But I was expecting a little more. I kind of agree with what you're saying. But at the same time, I'm like on the total opposite end of like my overall feeling of it. Like I really like it a lot. I definitely agree. Like first four tracks, front to back, flawless. Mm-hmm. The Kelly track, I don't mind at all. I think it works. I definitely agree the Mexican track, like, throws it off a little bit. I think it would have maybe worked better as an outro track, personally. Hmm. Like, where you still get it on there, but it's like a kind of celebration finale type track. And I would say after that, like, Useless, I'm, like, in between on. I don't really know how I feel about it yet. By Friend, I think, is really great. Like, if there's a sleeper out of the batch that you're talking about, I would say re-listen to that because, like, his flow is crazy. And the last one doesn't even have vocals from him, which was, like, mm-hmm. a little disappointing just because it's such a short project. And, like, I would have wanted to hear him duet at least part of the song with them because, I don't know, it's just weird to not have your own vocals on a track on, like, a project this length. But overall, like, especially those first four and by friend, 
like I'll take that. Like I feel he's reached another level with those songs that I've been wanting him to reach. Crazy pockets and it's like a solid to heavy pro for me. Wow. Can't hate on it. I mean, I feel like with Omar, I really like a specific sound with him. And I think it's more of like the slower stuff. Kamikaze like sticks out. Yeah. It's like flowy. A lot of Kamikaze melody. Kamikaze is so good. So fucking good. And it's like, not to interrupt you, but the lyrics remind me of like Frank Ocean songwriting. No, this is, I think we're not the only ones thinking that. It's like. Not even just the lyrics. I think he even some vocals like pushes him out as Frank reincarnated, <laughs> even though he's still with us. Um, <laughs> but it's weird. It's like, you know, that thing where like some artists like you can hear their inspiration type of mm-hmm. thing. This almost feels that way. And I don't hate it at all. No, no. Like, and it still feels fresh and like his own. Yeah, exactly. Like it worked out. And I feel like that's what I want from him. And sometimes he switches it up and again like he he just he could do it all but what i want from him is like songs like that slower pace or moodier and heartbreaker shit but my boy's having fun and he's living his best (laughs) life so yeah i'm still like neutral on it i don't i don't want to go but Mm -hmm. it's probably more on the positive end more on the pro side for sure that said let's go to what i think is one of the how can i say this (laughs) the voices of our generation (laughs) 60s had martin luther king (laughs) (laughs) then i don't know sometime later there's like marvin (laughs) gay then you know george w bush (laughs) senior bill clinton some i don't know years ago we got frank ocean and then we have giveon the god i mean (laughs) if you don't know giveon which you could very likely not know him i mean the dude has come up in the last year literally yeah, not on even. the map like rapidly uh, six months or something yeah started off not that he didn't have a career before this but his kind of growth and blow up happened when he was featured on drake's last project became an instant fan he only had like two or three tracks up there like a couple singles and he knew what he was doing because like right after like the drake album dropped he dropped his first ep if you don't know, he has, like, one of those crazy deep... What do they call them? Monotone? Baritone. Baritone. Fuck. I was close. Monotone. Uh, <laughs> not really. But <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Only the tone part. Super deep, but yet mellow and, like, R&B-ish. just as melodic. Yeah, like, it doesn't take away from it. I don't think I said the name of the EP, but let's get to it. Again, Giveon with the EP when it's all said and done. Only 10 minutes. That could probably be the only con i have for this it's just so good to me obviously that i want more and especially when his last project was also an ep and probably a little bit longer than this but it's like 25 minutes yeah i need like somewhere in between ep (laughs) and disclosure you know what i mean like (laughs) so an album yeah give me 13 tracks at the least one interlude no more than that relax with that make them part of the song if anything I don't know. I don't even have much more to say after that. I think that shit is borderline flawless. Vocals are incredible. Major pro. I'm going to flip it and say the 10 minutes is a pro. Wow. Because I also would like an album from him. But with this 10 minute project, 
I think it was a smart move because whenever I just had like a small window to listen to something or I wanted like a little palate cleanse from listening to something else, it was like, oh, this is 10 minutes. I'll just pop this on. And I would say I still would have played it a good amount, but I feel like I played it more than I would have if it wasn't the short just because of how easy it is and how often you have that like brief window. I'm not as big a Giveon stan as you. Not because I don't like him, just because like it's just more intense for you. But I also really like him, also really like this project. Thought it was like a good follow-up to his last one. And yeah, I don't have any cons either. And it also feels really tied together well for an EP without being too over the top. It just syncs well thematically and with a little tape sound. So yeah, give it a solid pro. Next we go on to... Another short EP, this one's like 12 minutes, Daniela Andrade with Nothing Much Has Changed, I Don't Feel the Same. I found her stuff through this music video she did, Gallo Pinto, that I think was earlier in the year, maybe? I don't know, my time sense is super warped, but it was like right before her last EP. Some tracks I like better than others, but she kept putting out like different singles here and there over quarantine that only got better and better and so I was really anticipating this EP and I feel like she delivered because to me this is almost like a sample platter EP where it has like different stuff in different styles still consistent but you can see she's experimenting also very short songs and she's one of the people I'm most excited to see putting out new music right now, so I was just glad to have another project, even if it's short. Uh, you put me onto her with her last EP, which I didn't dig all that much. Like, I don't really bump it at all. I don't even know if I added it, but I remember thinking, like, yo, she has mad potential, though. And with this one, she won me over. I like all the tracks. Like, again, it's super short, so it doesn't, like, take much for you to listen it's like easy to listen it's someone i'm for sure looking forward to when she makes that first big project yeah i pro this one she like won me over now next up we have peter manos with the ep do you turn red question mark even though the cover is blue <laughs> i'm not mad at it yeah it doesn't go with the title but <laughs> it's a blue album you know that was with the homie nestor and we were, like, listening to music, just riding in his car. I don't know, probably going to golf or, I don't know, getting food or some shit. And he played one of the tracks or one of the tracks either randomly came up or, I don't know, singing, like, a nice soulful R&B track. Quickly went on my phone, put the whole EP, and I was like, oh, when I get home, I got to put the beats on and pop this on. <laughs> and that shit did not disappoint. This is another one where I could just go track one and just let that shit run through. And best word to use on this episode, vibe out too. <laughs> Very few complaints on this one. It's a pro. To me, this is strictly a night project. Like, you can't listen to this while the sun is up. Unlike <laughs> the title, I feel like the music really matches the cover well. Moody Blue is, I think, a perfect description for it, even without the cover. So, You Don't Know Me is probably my favorite track on it. But, yeah, definitely well done. And I'll be keeping my eye out for his next. Next up, we got the legend, the queen, Alicia Keys, who I've always had respect for, but I wouldn't say I listen to her stuff. Nothing against her, just like not really my style usually. 
But I will say that this project, which is self-titled Alicia, it feels like something different for her. I wouldn't call it like a career reinvention or anything because she still has some tracks in her more kind of typical vein. But I like that she switched it up and had some new kind of modern sounds that I hadn't heard her try before. Not that I'm paying super close attention, so maybe she has, but... To me, it felt fresh, and the album cover is also dope. That's part of why I even gave it a chance. But yeah, even a tear whack feature, so can't really complain too much. I don't love all the songs, but there's a handful that I like. It is for sure, I think, something different for her, and I think it worked. I don't know how much I'll actually listen to this. Probably zero, but not in a bad way. The only thing is, I saw this almost as like the... 444 by jay-z it's like a super mature for like grown adults r&b interesting and i'm not there yet i'm a young cat (laughs) in my head (laughs) i'm washed kind of but it almost it's like the r&b that i don't seek however we like need it feel like if you're a mom in your 40s with a couple kids Mm. this is it this is hitting different (laughs) um i really can't hate on it it's just not for me like i don't think i'll be playing it much and yeah that's fair still give it a light pro because she's still killing it yeah i would say just the fact that she kind of won me over in a way or at least you know i've never listened to an album of hers with this much attention before so i give it a light pro just because of that this next artist is somewhat new to me and she is victoria monet with the album jaguar actually i think got put on by you Again, you, like, do playlists and stuff when we do, like, these music episodes. And I think, like, last time, sometimes we throw, like, singles out there and whatnot. And it was a track experience. Mm-hmm. With Khalid. Fucking fire. Like, remember first listen and I was like, oh, dance? You know we like to dance. <laughs> really good. Like the vocals. Like her. Uh, like the sound of it. So, yeah, when this album came out, gave it a try. It's R&B-ish, but with, like, a touch of pop and obviously some upbeat tracks on it that really work i don't mind the switch up on some of them if i have any complaints about this is that like her lyrics and writing could be iffy at times it works sometimes if you don't care about lyrics then the music's still good and that's kind of how i feel about it i really like it i'll probably keep bumping it i've played it a good amount of times give it a decent pro i don't know i feel like she's very hit or miss for me like experience is still probably my favorite track on it she has some others where i think her flow is really dope and her singing also i forget which track but there's one that feels like it could have been on flower boy and i was like mixed on this album i'd probably go with like a neutral for it overall and finally to wrap up the r&b category we got joji with the album nectar and let me just say real quick, since we touched on it, this should have been the cover for Do You Turn Red. <laughs> <laughs> this is it right here. But that aside, I would say that I've known songs of Joji's in the past, like Slow Dancing in the Dark, I really like. But I never really got into a project of his. And I would say that this one is the best that I've heard so far and like the most interested I've gotten in. There's one song that I really love, Afterthought, and then there's a bunch of others that are, like, really solid, and then some that are, like, just fine. So it's kind of a mix, but I would say overall it's still pretty good, so I would give it, like, a light, maybe even solid pro. 
I can agree with you. I think this is his best project so far. Yeah, I have very little complaints when it comes to this. With Joji, I feel somewhat similar to Apollo, where mm-hmm. I kind of like a specific sound right. with him, even though he has a little bit of a range when it comes to his music. I mean, example, Slow Dancing in the Dark is what like got me hooked on his music. In this album, there's actually a track that I can personally compare to that, like you do. Super sad and, like, moody, like, slow dancing in the dark, but it has, like, beautiful vocals that could take you back and, you know, let you transcend the airwaves. Beats by Dre. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, light to decent pro. But, yeah, so let's head into pop real quick. Pop, the music that never gets old. (laughs) Or something like that. Um... Let's start off with someone I was fully aware of, but never gave a chance. And that is Troy Sivian with the EP In A Dream. This person right here, it's very interesting. I feel like I always saw him like on IG or something. And he's like one of those beautiful boys, kind of like a (laughs) Gus Dapperton where you're like, yo, this dude is handsome, but cute and beautiful. And I don't know if he's like gay or not. And it like works for him. And that's kind of like the artist that he is and... I almost saw him as that, almost like a personality or like a, mm. what do you call him, influencer. But yeah. it's almost like I didn't want to give him the respect as an artist just because he looked that way. Like, oh, you're too cute. <laughs> and yeah, this popped up and I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is actually good. Yeah, I have very few complaints. Obviously, I didn't have very high expectations for it, but I really enjoyed it. Instantly added it. It is pop, but there's like, I mean, he's a good singer. There's like a, I guess, a R&B thing to it that I think I'm like, obviously into. And that's what kind of got me into it. And yeah, I'll leave it at that. I, I gave it a pro. I was very aware of him as a musician, but never really had listened to much. Like, I think I tried some songs here and there and never really got into it. But this one came out and for some reason just decided, oh, let me see how it is. And it's an EP, so it's short. And I was really pleasantly surprised. Like, some songs I really like, others really solid. No real cons either. So, yeah, I was just happy to have it. Next up, we got Gracie Abrams with the Minor EP. I think we've mentioned her, at least in passing, before... She's the daughter of J.J. Abrams, which I wasn't aware of when I first found her music. So it was like a cool or interesting, like fun fact after. But she had been putting out some singles that I was liking. So I was ready for the EP. And I think it's like pretty solid overall. Gives a kind of sample of what her singing and songwriting is like. And... I feel like it's very specific, but also very kind of general pop at the same time. But I'm saying that in a way that works where I think she can have a lot of like mass appeal and also kind of follow in maybe like a Lord footsteps in a way, but with a more classic, I guess, singing voice. But I think the EP is a good start. Like it's not something I bumped constantly, but I think it's still pretty solid. I'm glad you brought up Lord because she's also someone that uh, people like, but I don't. That is how I feel about Gracie so far. Not in a super negative way. Like I think it's that track 21, right? That she has like the cool video for. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this isn't bad. But 
I feel like maybe I felt that way when you package everything like that with the visuals right. yeah. and like everything. It it gives you a different feeling. For me at least, when I went to like give this a listen, her voice is very like specific and unique and I don't mean this in a bad way. She goes like kind of high sometimes and it could be like dog whistly type that again, I'm I'm not trying to be like mean or anything, but it's almost like I can interpret it as like that annoying voice when you're like in middle school. There's always like could be a kid, I guess, but it's usually a girl that like their voice is annoying and like ah, whatever. And her singing voice has something like that to me where like it's weirdly off putting, but could be pleasing at times. The project was kind of hard to digest, and I remember listening to a few tracks, and I was like, yo, I'm over it, and then I went back to it to finish it, and it was like, yeah, I'm still not feeling it, and I kind of still feel that way, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, Come. she is really young, so her voice could change, too. Wait, how old is she? It's like 20. I thought she was older, or she looks a little more mature, I guess, but yeah. shout out to her. I'm still, like, not writing her off, but... Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Then let's go on to probably one of the biggest pop artists of our time. Yeah. Taylor Swift with Folklore. I don't know where to start with this one. Not in a bad way. I actually kind of enjoyed this album. Taylor Swift's not someone I like listen to. Don't get me wrong. You play a Taylor Swift track and I could probably sing along to it. That says a lot about who she is and how big a pop artist she is. But... You hear less of the country on this one, I think. It's for sure way more on the pop side. It's good. It's easy to listen. I don't know how much I'll actually listen to it. I like the cover. Black and white forest. Takes me back to the IG days. <laughs> yeah, Light Pro. The cover very much reminds me of an artist that she has featured on the project, actually. Bony Bear. And the whole kind of approach to the album and marketing of it is in that kind of indie alternative feel and the songs also take that on i mean i would say that i'm someone that i don't hate her but i never would listen to her before this and this is again similar to alicia keys in a way like the first album where i was like oh this is like something different for her this is interesting a decent amount of tracks that i like on it some that i really like so for me for her that's like big progress so i would still give the project like a light pro for sure and then for the last pop one let's go to casey hill with the album is it selfish if we talk about me again and i had known her name vaguely because she was signed to good music in the past kanye's label she's not anymore but I had never listened to her solo stuff, I don't think. Maybe one or two here and there that I don't remember. But I don't know why I even listened to this. I just saw it in new music when it came out and decided to give it a try and was really surprised. It could have almost gone in the dance category even. It's just a very moody, vibey kind of album, like you said. And super consistent also front to back. It's like minimal, but still really works and great production great vocals still has like emotion in it and i would give it like a solid to heavy pro like i really like it yeah the name is familiar uh good job getting out of good music well you could also i mean it's not selfish but it is narcissistic if we talk about you again <laughs> cool title though i like the title 
Yeah, I gave this a listen and I remember kind of like enjoying it. Weirdly, I remember not adding it. And my thought process was, this is good, but this is one of those albums that I could add and never listen to again. And kind of just like forget that it exists and I know I probably won't listen to and it's just going to get lost in there. So I never added it. However, it's like not bad. I do agree. It's really consistent. And there's like two or three songs that I could probably go back and add them as like songs by themselves. Mm. But in a non-decisive way, I'm giving this like a light pro because it wasn't bad. So that wraps it up for pop. And then we go to the real pop, hip hop. That's right. Hip hop is the new pop. Or it's been for a while. But first off... One of the albums that will probably be up there in the conversation for top five albums of the year for sure. But top three, maybe. Numero uno. (laughs) Could be. And that is Amine with Limbo. Highly anticipated album. There's so much to say about this. I also don't want to drag it, but I think this is like his stadium status album. His like Kanye album. Something that happens a couple times throughout the album, you hear very Kanye-like 808s and samples in the background, which work. I mean, I'm a fan. Graduation is probably like my favorite or arguably favorite Kanye album before he went bad. But then there's like Mama. I mean, obviously we know Kanye with Hey Mama. It's just like very similar approach or like, I don't want to call it a formula, but in that way and... It works. I'm not hating on it at all. Could be one of those classics for me personally where like I'll probably play even years from now. It's pretty dope. Um, Very few complaints about it. Yeah, major pro. Ever since that first single dropped of Shimmy with the music video, I knew that he was playing no games this album. And I was ready for it. I was hoping the album was going to live up to it, had the confidence, and he delivered Like, this is, I think, an objectively great album, if you're a hip-hop fan. Reaches both kind of the older hip-hop head vibe, but also has a lot of fresh, modern, fun pieces to it also. Like, the first track, Burden, is a very old-school kind of beat, and the track is really dope. And he has, like, so many energies throughout the album. And the Kanye comparison that you mentioned is interesting. I hadn't thought of that. And don't really think of it when listening to it, but I could definitely see the connections. I mean, I forgot to mention this, and maybe this is what started the thought process of that. Even with Shimmy, that's like the you can't tell me nothing track, where it's like, Mm -hmm. it has that feel, like you can't tell me nothing, like I'm here. And it has the ODB sample, you know, connecting back hip-hop before with now. Yeah, exactly. Like. It's something that I, again, could see Kanye doing, like, back in the day, back mm-hmm. in the graduation days, and yeah. Yeah, it's probably going to be up there for the year for me also. Next up, we got Jaden Smith with The Cool Tape Volume 3. I know this is, like, a series he's been doing for a while. I kind of remember the other, at least one of them coming out, but Jaden has always been kind of hit or miss for me sometimes he has songs i'm like oh this is like impressive i like this and then others are just kind of like eh, whatever and this album only has one track that i really like which is cabin fever that also has a music video it's kind of like a quarantine love story type thing but 
the rest of it is like fine and it would like come up on shuffle sometimes and i wouldn't even be mad at it but i don't know it just doesn't like hit you know something's missing yeah you said he's either hit or miss <laughs> mostly miss for me but i like Jaden. yeah like yeah i still like him too yeah he's one of those where like i'll support whatever you're doing bro like do your thing but this ain't it chief my introduction to Jaden was obviously hip-hop, I think, was the first thing he was doing and rapping. But he's, like, always tried to merge into... I don't even know what to categorize this as. Uh, Melodic. Yeah. It's very... It's flowery. Uh, it's it's colorful. It's, uh, it's a different mood, for sure. And I also don't have, like, a need for this music. With that said, I con the actual music and the project. Yeah, definitely a con. And lastly, on hip-hop, we're going to go to an Australian kid. Is he Australian? Yeah. Troy Sivan's also Australian, but yeah. You don't hear many rappers from there. No. Where's Iggy Azalea from? She's Australian yeah. or New Zealand? Mm, Almost the same place, really. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. But we're talking about The Kid Leroy with the album Bleep Love. That word is fuck. Fuck love. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I bleep myself, but... Well, he does put a star for the U. I think that's why. Uh, but, yeah, the kid Leroy. Literally a kid only about to turn 17 now. Insane. I mean, super talented. Came on my map when that track with Lil Tecca came out. Diva. Pretty dope. Super catchy. Uh, his voice is interesting. He does like this almost rock style like rapping where he like sings but it's like yelling almost <laughs> but rapping it, it's strange you got to see it for yourself it's almost like his style other rappers kind of do it but his sounds different again it makes his music really catchy and you see a lot of that in this album since it came out i haven't bumped it much i did bump it for like a few days or even like a week or two after it came out there's some good music there is one song that I'll probably keep playing. It's a track he has with Corbin, a.k.a. Spooky Black the Legend. <laughs> FKA. Yeah, but outside of that, still has good music. He's kind of new to me, and I wasn't expecting much. And yeah, I'd pro it. i pro. Yeah, I found him through when you were playing that Diva video when that dropped. And it like kept growing on me more and more. And then... He does like a lot of music videos with Lyrical Lemonade, which I'm sure many people around our age are familiar with for their music videos. Shout out Cole Bennett. But yeah, he kept getting more and more interesting to me just because of seeing like the different stuff he can do. He was also like a protege of Juice World before he passed, who is also featured on this album uh, posthumously. And... This project, he wasn't, like, intending it to be one. It just, he was making music, and he realized they could, like, work together. I think when he does make a, like, focused project, like, okay, I'm making an album, it's going to be even better than this. This is kind of like, you said, like, having fun, and, I mean, it has dark stuff, too, but very, like, in the moment, and just a collection of different tracks. And I think it shows off his voice well, and his like a perfect project to put out first because it's just like to get people more and to get them kind of invested in the foundation of it so you know a 16 year old project you wouldn't expect this level of quality so i definitely would give it at least a light pro i do agree it doesn't have like crazy replay value for me but 
still works. That was it for hip hop. And then we move on to our last category, which is going to be indie slash alternative. So first up, we got another project that just came out this week. So again, these are very initial reactions for this and Omar. But we got Beepa Doobie with the album Fake It Flowers, which I would say is one of my most anticipated of the year. It's her debut album. She had just put out EPs before that, so I was really excited to finally be getting an actual full album from her. Yeah, just love her style. Very 90s indie kind of influenced, and I really like that, and I really like the twist she gives on it. Yeah, for this album, I would say it lived up to the hype for me. The only thing I would con is like the track list, but literally that's the only thing I would really change probably. How Was Your Day is maybe the only track I'd take out, but yeah, I think it's a really strong debut album overall, very unique to her sound, and a lot of great tracks, great singles, Sorry is amazing, tons of great tracks, and similar to Omar, just a lot of pockets that I feel like are very specific to my taste. I would say Heavy Pro. You play her all the time, you show me the videos and shit, and I'll say what sticks out the most for me is like her style, and like the feel of her music it is very like 90s rock and that's one of those sounds that it feels like there's like it's been lost over the last couple of years and she's kind of like bringing it back or i'm sure there's others that sound similar but i think she's one of the ones that does it better it is not like music i'd listen to all the time however it is like dope bedroom music type shit um like pop it on very few complaints on it. I also don't expect much from her, but it is like a specific sound to her. And yeah, can't hate. Give it a light pro. We move on to Dominic Fike with the album What Could Possibly Go Wrong. Also his debut. A lot of debuts. This one was, I think, highly anticipated for us. Kind of been waiting for a while with him. He had like a, it was an EP, right? Before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool couple tracks, nothing crazy, but we knew what was coming was fire. A um, couple videos here and there. He threw us a, a couple hitters that were like, yo, just, just, drop the, just drop the album, bro. And yeah, it finally came out and I'd say it didn't disappoint at all. The album does have a few skips for me, but I feel like that doesn't take away from how good the actual music is and the tracks I really enjoy my track that i'll for sure keep bumping over time is probably superstar shit i think it's more of the sound and the feel of the the song he like plays around with his voice too but then there's more fun tracks like chicken tenders and all that yeah didn't disappoint at all solid pro definitely highly anticipated like you said but at the same time i wasn't really imagining any expectations i guess Partially because he's already shown he can be versatile in like what he does. And I think this album delivers on that in the sense that it has a lot of different styles, but it's still very consistent to me and has a great length, like it's 30 minutes or something. And I don't personally have any skips on it. Like when I'm playing it, I'm usually playing the whole thing. And yeah, I like it. I give it a solid pro also next up we got fleet foxes with the album shore like beach shore and 
they are a band that I've known about for a while now. They have this very specific, I guess, like, folky, alternative kind of sound, and it always just makes me think of, like, upstate New York and, like, driving or hiking in the mountains. And this album, I say this in the best way, it's just another Fleet Foxes album. Like, to me, I already know and love their style. doesn't feel, like, any worse or any better than what they've made, necessarily, but it's just another one, and I'm happy to have it, and I think it's consistent front to back so i would give it like a solid pro i've like heard other of their songs but i don't bump them it's a type of music you listen to when yeah like what you said it reminds you of something it's good hiking music i guess uh, i don't know how much i'll bump it or anything but i can see why you like this or like it would be something i'd recommend to you i don't want to con it I'd, I'd be neutral on it i guess next up we have the lemon twigs with the album songs for the general public haha <laughs> <laughs> clever <laughs> lemon twigs are what are they brothers a band mm-hmm, yeah. i mean both i guess <laughs> <laughs> from long island <laughs> what a place <laughs> look like twigs very skinny <laughs> i haven't smelled them maybe they smell like lemons <laughs> um but they make a very I don't just want to hop on because you said this last time with the Fleet Foxes, but I feel like they also have a sound to them from the little I like know of them. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll bring this up. I know them because I think you showed me this video slash song by them called I Want to Prove to You because it has like a really dope video and concept of video. And I was like, fuck, this is fire. But then I like tried their album and I was like, yeah. I only really like this song, and I think I found, like, this other two songs I liked, but I don't even know what era it would be. It's not 90s or 80s. It's probably even way before that. Yeah, it's like a... I don't know. I don't really think of a specific era, but it's definitely a throwback. Also in how they dress, too. Yeah, yeah. It's like a throwback feel, American rockish. Oh, shit. (laughs) Like, we said that shit. (laughs) At the same time, Jinx, whatever, knock on wood, whatever it is that shit people do. Oh, me a Coke. <laughs> but yeah, it's like folk. They have a very interesting style to them. They really give no fucks. And <laughs> I appreciate shit like that. They're like the Caucasian <laughs> Jaden Smiths of the world, but they're like older and from Long Island. <laughs> but this is not a bad thing. Like, I enjoy them. The only thing is they're to me almost like a group or a band a sound that i only crave like every now and then like this song pops in my head i want to say like once every three months and i'm like (laughs) fuck i want to bump it and i play it a few times and then i forget about it for another three months and i don't feel any different with this album it has that sound to them if you enjoy that like old school american type rock music you'd enjoy it I'd even recommend to go and look at a few videos because their style is super different. And yeah, I'd pro it. It's the Lemon Twigs. Because it's like, I don't know that I have specific songs, but it's like... Just the overall vibe. It's the sound. Yeah, like I'm craving the Lemon Twigs. (laughs) Let me pop two or three songs on and I'm sure I'll be satisfied. Again, like that's all I ask for them. But I want to prove to you it's like, that's a keeper that will forever be on my library. Yeah, I would say that and some of the other singles that were like big hits when they initially came out. 
are still like my favorite of theirs and to piggyback on what i was saying also before they're very hit or miss for me too and this album there's like one track literally called the one i guess it's named that for a reason for me still not as good as those other singles i mentioned but there's only like one other song hog that is like decent but overall i wasn't really feeling the rest and yeah they can get too into that kind of rock sound for me i really like when it kind of merges that with a pop-ish i guess sound or at least more melody driven Mm -hmm. so yeah i would say this album is a con for me just because there's not enough there that i'm really grabbing onto and i still don't feel like they're passing for me personally what i originally liked in them next up we got bully with the album sugar egg this is a band led by alicia bagnano who she basically did this project solo even though it's been a band it still always felt like very much her thing and this sound maybe you can describe better than me but i don't know it's this very like kind of hard-ish rock feel and it's something where even though i like a lot of like indie rock acts or groups or bands or people this specific kind of niche or pocket of rock i've never been into but for some reason when i heard her slash their last album i got really into them and saw them live also and ever since then i've been like craving another album and it's like a little different it feels like it progressed sonically and then lyrically it just was like different a little bit like there's some songs that are similar but i feel like the last album i was really paying attention to the songwriting it was kind of like direct and this album I more so get lost like in the music itself than necessarily the actual lyrics, which isn't a bad thing. It's just different. But overall, I still like the album. I'd give it like a solid pro. And I would also just add before I switch it over to you that I would say this is the album I would least recommend to anyone else and that I have the highest chance of you conning (laughs) just because it's like so kind of loud and different so yeah well yeah this one will be fast uh (laughs) this was kind of hard for me to get through it's just like not my style it is very like i'm not well versed in rock but yeah it feels like harsh or like hard uh like i feel like you gotta be like caucasian you know to listen (laughs) to this obviously i'm joking around but give it a listen it's fine it is very bullyish i feel like the name goes with it uh kind of surprised you do like it but yeah, you said it, so con, yeah. Next up, we have Gus Dapperton, our second handsome boy <laughs> that we talked about today. I mentioned him earlier, but he is here now with the album Orca, the whale, right? Yeah, Orca. Yeah. But it's him on the cover. He should have been riding an Orca, <laughs> if you ask me. But for sure, one of the albums I've, I wouldn't say I was like waiting for, but when I see, like, oh, shit, Gus Dapperton, something new, gotta listen. <laughs> I believe we have talked about him before. Maybe mm-hmm. not in quarantine music, but in prior... No, I think last year. Yeah, music episodes. And I could probably say this is my favorite Gus album so far. Damn. I feel like his older stuff... I also got in late, so I, like, went through and listened and kind of picked out songs that I liked. 
the last album ever since. I don't think I've bumped it many times, probably zero. I have played a few of his tracks. I really still like the track Fill Me Up Anthem from that album. And this one is kind of like, all right, I could keep the whole thing. And Post Humorous is really good. I really like My Say So. I could see myself bumping these. I think it has a little bit better of a replay value than his other album. So for those reasons, I could pro this one. I really like Gus's style in general. And like you said, whenever you put something out, I'm going to listen. But this whole project, at least right now, is a miss for me. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, the sound is slightly different, but I'm not sure why it's so dramatic where I don't even want to play it much or give it too many tries or I don't know. But something just didn't resonate. So maybe in like a while, I'll give it a try and see if that changes. But yeah, right now it's a con for me. Next up, we got Nasty Cherry with the season two EP. They're basically this band that was formed by Charlie XCX. And the season two is kind of in reference to they had like a Netflix show that was like a making the band type thing where it showed them all coming together, meeting for the first time, and trying to become a band. And they put out an EP, like, around that time after, like, right after the show finished. And so this is, like, their follow-up to that. And their first EP wasn't bad, but only, like, one song I really would play from it much. But I felt like they leveled up this time, and they have this kind of early 2000s indie alternative rock sound that... I personally enjoy and remind me of kind of what would be in a soundtrack in like an early 2000s movie or something. So maybe even late 90s. So for me personally, I'm into that and I think the EP works and I would give it like a solid pro. Like it's a nice second project. Came into this one with like not the best mental state. Uh, I say that because I looked at the cover (laughs) <laughs> and I immediately took a sip of Haterade. Damn. I dislike that cover so much. But it's because it's very, like, early 2000s or, like, 90s botched Photoshop almost. Uh, yeah. Purposely, like, I know that's what they're going for, but it's just not for me, dog. <laughs> so it's one of those things where, like, I saw the cover and I was like, yeah, oh, like, God. The whole thing. Oh, no. What is this? Yeah. Um, however, I didn't, I didn't find it awful. But, I mean, the cover. Yeah. Lycon. <laughs> <laughs> we get it <laughs> I, I i don't know if i like mentioned it i thought it was just thinking in my head so I had to, yeah the cover kind of bad next up we have the neighborhood with the album chip chrome and the monotones kind of what i thought giveon's voice was you know <laughs> what is monotone monotone is like neutral like nothing like just speaking like this or you know i think i've heard that about my voice before yeah i think i'm sorry for the listeners um (laughs) we're a monotone podcast (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's because we're dancing so much so you know it's kind of hard to be lively and dance at the same time uh the neighborhood i've known of the neighborhood i think we all know the neighborhood it's the sweater weather you know has to be uh, it's like one of my favorite songs so i think i could put it like on my top 100 Damn. i don't know where it would be sweater weather is like <laughs> it's, it's a, a classic yeah. yeah like it'd probably be number 101 maybe i'm <laughs> capping you know but it's up there and i wouldn't say like i listen to the neighborhood like that 
I was actually like put on by Nayla and shit. And she like sent me a track, Lost in Translation, which is one of the dope tracks in the album. I was like, oh shit, let me try the neighborhood. I haven't tried this shit. And it was like the date it came out or like a day or two after. And I was not disappointed at all. It's for sure an album I'll keep there. So it'll be this album and the Sweater Weather <laughs> track. <laughs> uh but yeah, it's like a really dope sound. I really like uh, the singer's voice. I don't Jesse. really know his name. Very dope voice. It's not overpowering. Uh, easy to sing along. Easy to listen. The instrumentals are also really fun. Like Lost in Translation is very like lively and poppy, but you also get moodier tracks that are like slower. And yeah, I have few complaints. I also didn't expect much from it. Like to Solid Pro. I mean, for me, when I first became aware of The Neighborhood was when Kevin Abstract opened up for them at Terminal 5, and I saw that show, and I stayed for the rest of The Neighborhood show. And, like, beforehand, I had done, like, a little research, and Sweater Weather was definitely one of the tracks that also caught my ear. I mean, it's one of their most popular, if not number one. But there's also a track, Prey, that I really like. I forget from which album that is but they give a good show and yeah i think jesse has an interesting style in general even outside the music kind of like a throwback like the outsiders mixed with other stuff kind of thing and he just feels like he's supposed to be a rock star even though maybe a outdated version but he still works for these times and him doing like this david bowie type thing with the chip chrome character in this album i think is an interesting step and musically i feel like they're experimenting with different stuff not that again there's someone that i've paid super close attention to but from what i had heard in the past it feels like slightly different steps at least on some songs and i feel like the album starts off strong for me and then fades out a little bit but still pretty consistent overall I'd probably give it like a light pro. And let's go to the last one for Indie Rock Alternative. And for this episode overall, we got the third famous kid that we've talked about today. This one is Maya Hawk, who many people know from Stranger Things Season 3. She's the daughter of Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman. And in addition to acting, she's now doing music also. Basically for me, in short... I really like the first track, and then the rest I could do without. I'll just keep it at that. I would probably give it a like on because of that, but I mean, I think she has a good voice, so it's more a matter of like the other choices, but yeah. Yeah, if there's anything to get out from this one for me, it's her voice. I think that's like the only thing I enjoyed from giving this a listen. For sure, it won't be bumping it. It's just not something i look for again but her voice is like i don't know it's like motherly weirdly Mm -hmm. like i could see her i mean she's an actress like singing a cute little 30 second song to like a kid in a movie and it would be one of those like touching moments in it uh she has that type of voice she'll definitely be in a musical at some point could be in a musical yeah she has a voice for that and obviously she acts and that's kind of like how i see her she has the potential obviously it's just not something i crave when it comes to musically so like con 
Alright, so that's it for this round of quarantine music. The next music episode we do will probably be the top best and worst of the year at the, you know, end of the year as we've done before. I don't know if we'll mention other albums that come out between now and then unless they're in our top, but maybe we'll figure something out. Who knows? Depends what drops, but yeah, that wraps it up for this episode of pros and cons i'm jack you can find me at jack boom summer summer with an o on everything and i'm kev you can find me at same old kev pretty much everywhere and if there's one project to listen to what are we gonna recommend give you on for sure 10 minutes give him a try also let's end nepotism